Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Monday, January 30th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm David Escobar. And I'm Jay Doherty. And here are today's headlines. Protesters assembled around the country this weekend, calling for police accountability after the death of Tyree Nichols. The demonstrations were sparked after Memphis police released body cam footage that showed five of its officers beating Nichols during a traffic stop. The 29-year-old later died in the hospital due to his injuries. And in New York City, protesters took to the streets on Friday night, demonstrating at Grand Central Terminal and Union Square. The protests continued throughout the weekend, shutting down traffic in several parts of Midtown in the process. While some New Yorkers are calling for reforms to their own police department, Mayor Adams applauded the Memphis police chief's swift decision to release the body cam footage. And although none of the officers involved in the Nichols beating were white, Adams says that race is beside the point. When a culture of policing historically has treated uh, those from different groups differently, uh, even when the individuals are from that same group, that culture can still exist. And we have to zero in on it, being honest about it, and making sure that we properly train police for the realities of the cities that they are policing in. And there's other news in New York City, this time affecting bus commuters. The MTA announced that it's ending the free public Wi-Fi service on its buses. The MTA began putting the Wi-Fi service on its buses in 2016, and the network became available on roughly 75% of the MTA's fleet. On average, though, only 33,000 people chose to connect in a given day. That's only 2% of the MTA's 1.4 million daily riders. The MTA cites these low usage stats as the primary reason for shutting down the free Wi-Fi program. Officials say the MTA expects to save more than $3 million taxpayer dollars by ending the service, which had its last day on January 14th. Last Monday, we discussed New York City's ongoing snow drought, and today, this lack of precipitation is breaking records. Today is the latest date ever recorded without measurable snowfall in the city's history, and forecasters predict this is just one of the records that's going to be broken this year. If there's still no snow by February 5th, it will be the longest span of time without snowfall in New York City history. The last time it snowed was March 9, 2022. And New Yorkers aren't the only ones noticing the lack of wintry conditions this year. Baltimore, Philadelphia, and other East Coast cities are also breaking their own records. As for New York City, meteorologists are not predicting the no-snow streak to end within the next week. Harry Styles is set to perform at the 2023 Grammy Awards this weekend. The announcement came last night during the AFC Championship football game. Styles is set to perform alongside Bad Bunny, Mary J. Blige, Lizzo, and other music stars. His 2023 appearance will mark a return to the Grammys for Styles, who previously performed his hit song, Watermelon Sugar, at the award show in 2021. Styles has been nominated for six Grammys this year. The 2023 ceremony will take place this Sunday, February 5th, at the Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles, California. And on this date in music history, Elvis Presley began recording his first ever album in 1956, which included his famous version of the Carl Perkins song, Blue Suede Shoes. Step on my blue suede shoes. Well, you can do anything but over my blue suede shoes. But what you might not know is that the seed for this song was planted by Johnny Cash. He told Carl Perkins a story about a black airman named C.V. White, who referred to his military regulation shoes as blue suede shoes. 
And here with the latest in sports headlines is WFUV's Will Zhang. Thanks for joining us, Will. Thanks, David. We'll get started on the hardwood. After dropping four games in a row last week, the Knicks' hopes seem to be looking up as they were able to defeat top Eastern Conference teams in the Boston Celtics and Cleveland Cavaliers and almost defeated another top team, their crosstown rival Brooklyn Nets, before falling short by seven points this past weekend. They look to continue this new momentum against the Lakers tomorrow at MSG. The Lakers will be visiting the Barclays Center first, though, as they face the Nets tonight at 7.30 p.m. without LeBron James or Anthony Davis. Their Nets, having turned around their fortunes since the beginning of the season, will then face the second half of a back-to-back against the Boston Celtics at TD Garden Wednesday. In football, we're coming down to the wire with the Super Bowl in two weeks. Yesterday, in the conference championship games, the Philadelphia Eagles cruised past the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Cincinnati Bengals, pitting the Eagles against the Chiefs for this year's Super Bowl as both teams look to win their second Super Bowl in the past decade. Interestingly enough, the Empire State Building was lit up in the Eagles' colors to celebrate their victory, enraging New Yorkers, many of whom are fans of the Eagles' bitter rival New York Giants. With WFUV Sports, I'm Will Jing. Thanks, Will. Every Monday, we give you the FUV Sports Spotlight. It's where we feature stories from one-on-one, New York's longest-running sports call-in show. Anthony Bartiromo and Jack Warner sat down with award-winning author, baseball historian, and native New Yorker Lee Lowenfish, who explained his experience on authoring a book with the late great Mets legend Tom Seaver. Let's take a listen. Among your many works, I learned that you were able to collaborate with the late Mets legend Tom Seaver on The Art of Pitching. Could you tell us a little bit about that experience? Just because I, in your last answer, you mentioned Mr. Seaver. I wanted to know if you could, you know, just give us a little insight on what that sort of collaboration was like. Well, he was uh, he was a very uh, he, he's a perfectionist. And, and, you know, he came back to the Mets. I mean, he never he uh, never would have uh, uh, left New York if he hadn't gotten into the feud with M. Donald Grant, who uh, Mrs. Payson had given much too much financial power to, and ultimately traded him to the Reds in, in the the June massacre. So I met him when he'd come back to the to the Mets after uh, they traded him, uh, the Reds traded him back to New York, and uh, I, I he told me that I I got my tape recorder. I went down to St. Petersburg. He had a place uh, for the spring training on St. Petersburg Beach. And and he encouraged me to come down before this game started. And that's one thing, too, for fans who want to get to a feel for players and feel for the game being reborn in the the spring. Uh, Go down there before the exhibition games start. Because you you get to see how they get in shape, you get to see an inter squad game, and uh, I'll, I'll never forget uh, since he his late brother and now of course he's gone too was a painter, and uh, and he had a great interest in art saver and I remember him driving after we did a taping we th- there's a building in in Clearwater I think it is not the, the adjoining city to St Pete. It may be the largest residential building in the world. And it's like two blocks by two blocks. And we drove around that. And uh, it, it was just nice to, 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 to try to pick the mind of somebody who was, uh, as you saw later on when he developed his winery, he, he, was a, he, he, he liked to work hard and he liked to, uh, uh, to, to be a, a complete, 
uh, workman at, at, at anything he did. That was Anthony Bartiromo and Jack Warner talking with Lee Lowenfish about his experience writing a book with late Mets legend Tom Seaver. And that's our show for today. I'm David Escobar. And I'm Jay Doherty. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.